The kitchen is closing. I'm announcing the winner right now. But there's no need to wonder why. Who are you? Yorick. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, September 13th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Across three ceremonies this weekend, the Television Academy started handing out Emmys at the Creative Arts Ceremonies. Among the highlights, RuPaul won Outstanding Reality Host for the sixth year in a row. RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked also picked up its first Emmy for Outstanding Unstructured Reality Program. Those two trophies take RuPaul's Emmy total to 10, tying the Emmy's record for most wins by a black artist. He could break the record should RuPaul's Drag Race win Outstanding Reality Competition this Sunday. Maya Rudolph also picked up two more trophies in the same categories in which she won last year. Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance for Big Mouth and Guest Actress in a Comedy for hosting Saturday Night Live. The WandaVision song Agatha All Along also won for Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics. Bo Burnham picked up three trophies for his special Inside, Writing, Music Direction, and Directing. It could pick up a fourth on Sunday for Variety Special pre-recorded. Dave Chappelle and Courtney B. Vance won Guest Actor in a Comedy and Drama, respectively, for Saturday Night Live and Lovecraft Country. Claire Foy won for Guest Actress in a Drama for her very short appearance in Season 4 of The Crown. Check out the full list of winners at EW.com. And those weren't the only awards handed out this weekend. The MTV VMAs were Sunday night in Brooklyn, and Lil Nas X took home Video of the Year honors for Montero, Call Me By Your Name. BTS won Group of the Year, Justin Bieber won Artist of the Year, and Olivia Rodrigo took home Song of the Year for Driver's License. You can also find that full list of winners at EW.com. Disney and Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings won the box office for the second weekend in a row, earning another $35.7 million for a domestic total of $145.6 million and $257.6 million globally. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy jumped back up to second place with an estimated $5.8 million, crossing the $100 million mark domestically. Rounding out the top five were James Wan's Malignant with $5.57 million, Candyman in fourth with $4.7 million, and Jungle Cruise in fifth with $2.4 million. And the long-teased Bob's Burgers movie finally has a new release date after it was pulled from Disney's theatrical schedule back in January. The feature film adaptation of the beloved Fox animated comedy will arrive in theaters on May 27th, 2022, just about eight months away. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, let's fire up today's picks, starting with number three, the season finale of Hell's Kitchen Young Guns. As the culinary competition's 20th season wraps up, host Gordon Ramsay plans an emotional reunion for the three remaining chefs before they're tasked with cooking a five-course dinner service scored by celebrity judges. After one of the three is eliminated, the final two chefs will pick their brigades from a pool of their former opponents and compete in their final dinner service. 
Here's a clip from the finale. First up, do you get full reign? I'm running the Good. Last time I ran the brigade, I was pretty loud, I was vocal. Kaya and Bren said I was almost mean. So what you count now? I'm gonna say four, Trent. Tell me real time. I four, need four minutes. Four hurt. It was just anger. It's all in the past. It was part of the competition. Hopefully, they don't have some kind of animosity towards me. My fish is trout and lobster tail. You're taking the trout, you're putting it in a hot pan, searing the skin side down. It's this thick. I'll say it again, as I've said many times. I don't think Trenton is a very good team leader. Bryn and I hate Trenton pretty much. Well, that could be a bit of a problem. It all comes down to that final service. The last chef standing will win the grand prize of the head chef position at Gordon Ramsay Steak in Las Vegas. Which of these young guns will survive the final duel? The two-hour Hell's Kitchen season finale is served tonight at 8 on Fox. It's trivia time. Hell's Kitchen host Gordon Ramsay once voiced a character in a TV show based on what Disney animated movie? Lilo and Stitch, The Emperor's New Groove, or Big Hero 6? Stick around for the answer. Number two. Now time to unlock today's number two pick, Back to Life, season two of this British dramedy from the producers of Fleabag, premieres on Showtime tonight, continuing the story of Daisy Haggard's Mary, still readjusting after serving an 18-year prison sentence. Mary is optimistic about her future. She's got a trial shift at the supermarket. She's been spending more time with her neighbor, Billy. And best of all, she's found her hair crimper. But revelations from her mother and her best friend Mandy have her on the rocks with both. And things are about to get more complicated when the mother of Lara, whose death led to Mary's imprisonment, arrives in town. Here's a preview. Okay, how are you coping with life outside the facility? I was in prison for 18 years. Things are good. I am moving on. Moving on? Yeah, I am on it like a car bonnet. Well, I ain't mind that, Dan current living arrangement. You haven't spoken to me in three weeks. Just talk to us. No. This is ridiculous. We are out of detergent. Do you have a good support network? Yes. But I've got friends. Someone tried to ram me last night. TMI. No, no, no. They tried to run me over in a car. Fans of Fleabag and of Haggard's performance on FX's Breeders will definitely want to check this one out. Back to Life comes back tonight at 10 on Showtime. Fall movie season is getting underway. The Oscar contender biopic The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, arrives in theaters this Friday. Ahead of the film's release, EW's Maureen Leilinker spoke to Garfield and asked him, what you watching? I'm re-watching The Wire, especially in the wake of Omar, you know, of Michael's passing. I'm starting to re-watch that just because... You know, it's, it's, it's always good to watch The Wire, but, like, to lose a, a profound talent like that, you kind of want to say, go back and savor all of the gifts that an actor like that has given people. So I'm just diving back into Michael K. Williams' work a little bit right now. 
Well, if you have never seen Williams' work on The Wire, it is a must-watch. The actor, who died at age 54 a week ago, played the notorious stick-up man Omar Little on the HBO drama. It remains his most acclaimed and iconic role. The full series is available to stream on HBO Max. Stay tuned. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, dun dun, Law & Order premiered on NBC 31 years ago today on September 13th, 1990. The series' original cast featured George Zunza as Police Sergeant Max Grevy, Chris Noth as Junior Detective Mike Logan, and Michael Moriarty as Assistant District Attorney Ben Stone. At the time, Law & Order was noted for its then-innovative structure, combining a police procedural in episodes' first halves with a courtroom drama in their second halves. In his original review of the series, EW's Ken Tucker wrote, quote, It's a little gimmicky, but it works, primarily on the strength of the cast. It's rare enough for a series to have one character as good as either Zunza's or Moriarty's. Having two in the same show is a primetime gift. Law and Order would, of course, spawn an entire universe of spinoffs, including the still-going-strong Special Victims Unit. The original series ended in May 2010, after 20 seasons. And now the wait is finally over for our number one pick, Why the Last Man? FX's much-delayed adaptation of the acclaimed DC comic series has arrived just in time for a real-life pandemic to go with its apocalyptic storyline. But hey, maybe this show will actually make you feel better about how much worse things could be. Y is set in a world where a cataclysmic pandemic wipes out every mammal with a Y chromosome, except for one cisgender man and his pet monkey. Meanwhile, his U.S. senator mother, played by Diane Lane, becomes the new president of the United States after all the men in line in front of her drop dead. She and the other survivors will struggle to restore what was lost while grappling with the opportunity to build something better. Here's a preview. Madam President, power plants will start to shut down. Which, which city? All of them. Somewhere is the answer to how this all happened and how we fix it. Who are you? Yorick. You're reproductively interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh... People are gonna have to pick sides. They are hungry. Angry. Terrified. 
We will rebuild together. The future is female indeed. Although this show actually goes even further than the comic in reckoning with the implications of this male-killing plague, especially as it applies to trans men. It should make for a fascinating adaptation. You can stream the first three episodes of Why the Last Man on FX on Hulu now. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Gordon Ramsay once voiced a character in a TV show based on what Disney animated movie? Lilo and Stitch, The Emperor's New Groove, or Big Hero 6? You might marvel at the answer. It's Big Hero 6. Ramsay voiced Bolton Gramercy, a hot-tempered chef loosely based on, well, guess who? Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.